Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Throwing it down with the Ranger Redhead. Cam Stewart, what's going on, Cam? What's happening, Morenzi? You know, I, I, I know you were talking about it when we talked on the morning show, but it's baffling to me how every gift could be you. As Nick Saban, as Mariota, even though it's a bigger hairline, like, it's unbelievable. Like, they all work out. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is insane how my face... Just seems to uh, seems to uh, merge and morph onto every uh, every player or person that he puts my head on. It really is incredible. It's nuts. Like I like mine. It looks it looks stupid sometimes. It's too fat. It's whatever. It doesn't look right. But yeah, no. Yours is I, like Saban was perfect. This one, I'm just like, what the hell's going on? Like it doesn't even matter. But it's perfect every time. I don't know why. <laughs> one of Barb my mysteries. Yeah, Marv Levy was, I think, was the funniest one. Oh, yeah, Marv Levy was. Where somehow I actually looked like Marv Levy. <laughs> like, it looked like, I, like, I look like I'll look like when I'm old if I get there. But I guess I'm already there, actually. But a couple of older, I should say. I didn't look like Ralph Wilson, though. I looked more like, it was more like a rotten crab apple. Like his face was just kind of. You know? <laughs> Jesse Lapine, this guy's uh, he's he's on the next level when it comes to this stuff. I, I it's, it's I've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. It's amazing. You're right. The guy's the best I've ever like. I I know Gibbs. This guy's uh, he's the king. He deserves he deserves an award. Well, Will, Will Capper's next level. Yes. Uh, Will Capper will join us. He'll step up and enjoy us. Break down this uh, Thursday nighter tonight. And talk Carolina. Cleveland, like a game that uh, you need, well, you, yeah. need, you need to have. It's not over yet. You, you just you need this one, though. I don't know how that. Like it's you, you need you need a roll. The problem is you you talked about it, man. These guys got to deal with the Saints a couple times. That that's not cool. Better hope that uh, they wrap up something. That would be uh, in your best interest. I'm all but done. I just don't yeah, see yeah. Uh, like how that really. It's amazing how things turn in this uh, world. You know what I mean? Before well, in this league, weeks yeah, ago, in this yeah, world, in, in but this, the league, in this league, yeah, the league, the world. Uh, yeah, a few month ago, you're just sitting there laughing, going, "This is great. This team's winning all the time." Gano's hitting a 63-yard field goal. Now these guys can't beat anybody. Playing like shit. There were, yeah, there were six and two. There were six and two, and now here we are. Here we are with a six and six record, and I got to play the Saints twice still. Yeah, I know. Brutal. I know. Who knows, though, right? I mean, maybe the Saints that's the fell thing. down. The NFL's crazy. Yeah. You, you, they might yeah. go on a run. Who who the hell knows? Like, that's the thing. You think it's they over. They need to win this game against Cleveland, though. You're right. Yes, this, they do. This, this they lose it. against Cleveland, the party's over. If they win this game, you got a chance. 
I'm not loving my chances, to be honest. I actually like them against Cleveland, too, which, uh, you know, I don't love one. them against yeah. Cleveland. I don't love them, but are they really going to lose, like, every game from here on out? I don't know. Are they, they going to lose playing, five in a row, six in a row, seven yeah. in a row? Got to worry about I, I got to tell you something, though. If, if that if that's an issue when on the last play of the game, if Cam Newton can't get it to the end zone there, that's a big concern. If he doesn't have enough power in that arm to, to throw up a Hail Mary, well, you know what I mean? Heineke muffler uh, or Heineken beer, you know, from Old Dominion is not going to get it done on the road, even in Cleveland. So he better be he better be ready to rock. Well, I brought this up uh, as far as uh, the Panthers are concerned. And like you said, Cam Newton's not he's clearly not 100 percent. So I just I don't understand why they just don't give the ball to McCaffrey more. Right? Yeah, like they, they give yeah, it to him and he puts up massive numbers, but when it really comes down to it, they're always having Cam Newton throw the ball in these critical situations. Like last week they were trailing by a touchdown all game. Like all they had to do is just not let Cam Newton throw an interception again and give it to McCaffrey and they probably would score. But no, Cam Newton, they kept letting Cam Newton throw the ball and he kept on throwing interceptions. Pretty, pretty, pretty frustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, and I think their play calling, like the offensive coordinator, and just the way they're approaching things, is stupid. When you watch Carolina games too, on the first down, you said it. You, you get you when you when McCaffrey takes the ball, a nice little pitch, he usually takes it for like 10, 15 yards. He's on fire. He's got electric ability to make guys miss. And then all of a sudden, it's Cam Newton pass incomplete, passing third and ten. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Set it up earlier. Get in good situations where it's third and four or less. And then you can march down the field. It's like they're trying to be heroes all the time. They take deep shots that they don't get. And, yeah, you're right. McCaffrey is their whole team right now. Funches is okay, but McCaffrey, he, he does everything. He's the best. I love this guy. And uh, he should be definitely more of a focal point of the office, even though they go to him now. they got to go to him all the time, not just a little bit. All right. So I guess it's, it's going to be either uh, Ricky Ricky or Drew Dickmeyer. I don't, uh, yeah. for, I don't know. For, it's always, <laughs> always a mystery. Tonight. Yeah. yeah, it's a mystery on Thursday. I have a feeling it's going to be uh, Dinkmeyer today. Did we have we had Ricky on uh, Monday? They I don't know. It'd be swap, nice, don't they? It'd be nice if like we kind of knew. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's just like I don't know. Like it's just sort of, it's going to be one of one of the two of them. Both good options, Gabe. <laughs> Both guys know what they're doing. That's for sure. I don't, this uh, showdown slate, it's pretty ugly, too. I don't even know who who would you make the captain tonight. Mariota, Kessler, like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do? Fournette, it's coming back. You put him in. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, evidently, it's Mike Leone. Oh, okay. Mike Leone. Yeah, so, like, how, you know, good good thing we sort of, like, you know. I, like I said, it's just mystery. It's like, who's behind door number one? <laughs> I don't know about you, too. I've got the same issue. Now, I guess it sounds good uh, over the radio and stuff. You so sound I'll great. I'll live with it, but... Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, I can't good. hear it. I can't hear anything. Like, I don't hear myself. You know, so it's very, it's annoying. Like, I'm talking into earphones. Like, I don't hear yeah. myself at all. Which is just, it's not, I don't know, man. It's like every day there's something new i got to deal with. Yeah, no, I'm with you. This, is, this has been going on for a couple of days. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I and the thing is, if I sound okay, then I guess, you know, yeah. whatever. i got to live with it. But, like, people, you don't understand. It's like, basically... Cam is cranked in my ear set, in my yep. in my headphones. The music is loud as hell, and I'm not like I can't hear myself. Right, and so it's 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 pretty frustrating to be honest. Yeah, and the natural yeah. tendency is to want to scream, right, to make myself hear myself, but that's not going to help. <laughs> no, it's not going to help, Cape. No, I'm with you too, man. No, I called in today and. 
you know what I mean? I couldn't get through on the microphone thing, and then I called on, uh, you know, the Skype didn't work originally, phone, and then I got the, this is the, the not the good message from the fantasy sports, it's the secondary one, the, the other guy when the internet's down, so, and then eventually uh, we got uh, my Al-Qaeda shot, you said, with the blank white wall. Yeah, I told you, my place is, uh, needs more artwork. Yeah, yeah, you, look, you do look like a. Uh, that was great. That was a, that was a fun bit. I actually enjoy it. I think it's I think it's funny actually. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny, man. Now we'll have to let people know. Uh, people have to let me know for coming in too hot or what the deal is because we're you know we've got to adjust and we got to try to tweak. We got to try to tweak, uh, tweak, tweak here because yeah, I just I'm gonna smash this box. Like it's it's and it, it's a good box. The technology is yeah. good. It's good for everybody, but, like, it's sort of like the industry itself. You know, this technology is good for the station because it's good, cheap technology that can yep. put people together no matter what city they're in. It's good for the, um, it's good for the listener of the network, uh, but frustrating for the host. <laughs> it's like the, No, I'm with you. No, it's, it's like the no, industry. So, you know, Ted Teven, you'll like this, Cam, like my mentor, yeah. Ted Teven, who was pretty grumpy in his... Um, Older in his years? older years, yeah, and I had a contest once, and uh, he he called me. He told me, he said, "Listen, Gabe," he goes, "I know they're forcing you to do this contest, but he goes, um, he goes contest, he goes they're good for everybody except the host." <laughs> it's true. He goes, he goes contest is great for the listeners because they're getting something for free, and it's good for the sponsor because they're being mentioned all the time. And it's good for the network because they've got a sponsor in a contest. But he goes, what are you getting out of it? And uh, he goes, you've just got to talk about this contest all the time. But, you know, you're not getting anything out of this. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he put it, he, he like, he put that in my head. And yeah. Next thing I know, I was, like, telling the boss, I don't want to promote this contest. This contest. What do I have to do with this company? <laughs> exactly. I'm not getting anything from this. <laughs> exactly. I used to and, work with this guy. And the guy Bruce knew Parker? right away. He's all like, he's like, you know, you don't have to listen to everything Ted Team tells you, right? Yeah. I used to work with that guy, Bruce Barker, Gabe, and uh, you know some people in this industry, too. You just, they're, they're amazing. Like, they know all the sponsors. Like, they're, they're basically the sales guy before the sales guy. He's getting free dinners. I remember one time he drove a, uh, one of those GMC safaris just loaded up with, like, Dr. Pepper and Pepsi. He knew the guy from PepsiCo. They were a sponsor. Greek restaurants here, free fast food here. He weighed, like, 500-something pounds, but he never paid a dime for anything. He just he worked side deals with these restaurants, you know what I mean? Like, slip in, hey, go to Tony's Pizzeria or da-da-da-da-da. Like, very, very wise man. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's doing some, uh, some lacrosse stuff in uh, Alberta or something like that. But, man, this guy, he knew how to shill. Like, he could do anything. Like, Never paid a cent for everything. Free games, food, whatever, you know. Needs a home repair. He's got a guy. The guy who said that was his whole business. He used his radio platform just for the rest of his life to get things for free. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you and I, I wish we could try to figure out to do the same. <laughs> I wish I wish, I wish, wish we could uh, figure out to do the same. Um, so, yeah, I'm on the verge of owing whale cap for 500 bucks. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah that sucks. Or money you should got to ship out. No, that 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 blows. That's just yeah. going to be another another nickel on top of on top of the, the 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 pile of money that the Carolina Panthers have have cost me. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like you told me, I I, I remember this talk years ago. You're saying I'm I'm done with the Carolina Panthers, and 
I'm not going to support this team anymore, but, you know, they seem to be that team that you come back to. I get it. I, I, I've, done, I've done it before. There's certain, like with the Bengals, I'm the same thing as you. Oh, they can't be that bad, but they are. It's just certain teams, it's, it's almost impossible to stay away from them, but you got to. I think you should just cross Carolina after this season, get them off the list. They're not good. Well, look, I, we talked about that game on Sports Rage Against the Machine. You know, it's an interesting game to talk about, but considering I have the $500 bet on the season win total, I probably should have bet on this game. Like, good point, I need yeah. them to win desperately, right? right. And, and it's weird. Like you said, Cam, the NFL is weird, right? They, they could win three games in a row now. Like, Carolina, are, you know, that's the one thing with the Panthers. They're an incredibly streaky team, right? Like, we saw it. You know, they could be 6-2. and two, They could be 6-6. Six and six, They could be 10-6 and six now. The only thing is their schedule is not easy, man. You know, they've got to play, so they're at Cleveland. They still have to go to New Orleans. They host New Orleans, and I guess they host Atlanta. So they've got, they've got some home games. They've got two more home games in here, one against the Saints, one against the Falcons, one at the Saints, and this one at the Browns. So they need to win this game against the Browns. Oh, it's a must-win game. Uh, you're absolutely correct. They don't win this game against the Browns, and the, one, the, the problem that you have moving forward is even if, the, even if the Saints are in a good position and they're in the driver's seat, they're a divisional rival. You don't think they don't want to see Carolina around. That's one of the things you could put in the final nail in the coffin. If it's another team, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. We might rest some guys. Like they might take pleasure in even with a couple backups, just destroying these guys and ruining their playoff dreams and putting them out of commission for real. So that's that's the problem with dealing with the Saints. It's the hatred that they have and the rivalry that they have with this team because they see them all the time. So it's, it's another negative. You got to win. You got to beat Cleveland now. First step, it's like baby steps. You got to take the first step when you're walking. You got to crawl before you walk. And the first step is Cleveland. Take care of business now, and then you, you might be all right. But yeah, they lose this game. Party's over. Yeah, they get to seven here. I, you know, I got to get to nine. I don't got to get to ten at least. I don't need to win every game. Um, I've got room for one more loss, and I don't want that loss to come this week. I'll tell you that much. No, that'd be uh, that 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 would be the end, that'd be the end of the line, and uh, you'd be put, putting the check in the mail. That's for sure. Feel bad about uh, other NFL news there, Gabe, with Alex Smith, man. That's uh, he's what he's been one of my favorite quarterbacks, even though when he was with uh, San Francisco, I liked him in college. He always seemed like a class act. Everybody always downplayed his success when he was good and uh, just a better reality quarterback than fantasy quarterback. But uh, this operation and uh, the complications from it, this could be the end of his career. It's brutal. Yeah, it's too bad. Hopefully. You know, hopefully, you know, we don't hear the word amputation or anything like that, which we haven't. No. Which is good, right? I mean, sometimes in drastic situations like this. So, yeah, it seems like there's a serious infection. And, um, you know, he might not ever play again. And as you stated, too, you look at Alex Smith. He's been around a while in the league. He's won a hell of a lot of football games and never any issues with him, right? There's never been... You know, never been, oh, he's a bad teammate. You know, and teammates have never complained after he's left about, oh, he was a jerk, he's self-centered. You just don't hear the same things about him as you hear about a lot of quarterbacks. And, you know, like you said, he's been underappreciated by, for the most part in his career. If you took away his name and you just, like, said his numbers and his one-loss record, you'd say, wow, that's, yeah, that's, who's that, right? Yeah, that's, that's a hell of a career. But as soon as there's somehow Alex Smith attached to it, there's always, yeah, but, and, oh, yeah, he's a game manager. He was on good teams. Yet it's like, I don't know. You know. He was on good teams, yeah, but they weren't so good once he wasn't there after the fact. You know, Very and true. it speaks for itself. 
especially you know, yeah, it, it speaks for itself. San Francisco, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, sure, he 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 had he had be- a, a few weapons on that team. But when you looked at that Niners team game, they weren't like all stars. There's no like Beckham Jr. and all the other guys they have. Like, they were just a good, solid football team at the time. Gore was younger. It's not like these guys were an extravagant all star team. Alex Smith was amazing. He was amazing with those teams, and he brought them to a new level. He was huge on third downs. He got he got things done with his feet. He's a very accurate passer, and he's a winner. And that's the thing. When he when he leaves these organizations, they get shittier. And uh, I think he's uh, very disrespected by the NFL community and people. I think he's an underrated quarterback, and he's never worked with a full shelf. If you give this guy real good players, he'll take them over the top. Well, that's the thing. When he was in Kansas City, he didn't have a ton of weapons to work with. Yeah, there's no Ty- the yeah. Jer- Jeremy Macklin was his number one guy. Yes! There's no Tyreek Hill, and there wasn't, like, Hunt back then and these other guys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, that, that Kansas City team is nothing like the team that they have now. It's no, and they've, they've changed their offense. They changed the play calling. I get it. True. And listen, yep. I'm, it's not, not taking anything away from Mahomes, but it's just that Al- Alex Smith is a successful quarterback. He always has been. And you see now, even with the Redskins, you know, the Redskins were in first place. The Redskins were on the verge of going to the playoffs. They yep. lose Alex Smith. They haven't won a game since. Exactly. So, yeah, we wish uh, we wish Alex Smith the best. Whale Capper will join us uh, coming up next. We'll break down this Thursday nighter. Ed Moore will take a look at the NFL, NBA, college basketball, NHL, DFS, all that and more. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Time decisions ready for Page Radio Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So we've got uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, Tennessee Titans on the board here this evening, and they always force people to watch uh, the Jags and the Titans once a year on Thursday Night Football. I don't know if it was, I don't, I don't, it wasn't last year. I think it was two years ago. They had like the big color rush stuff and. I just remember they had this Thursday night game and like I remember they had there was like no reason to watch like neither team was in it and I remember they had Eddie George they had this promo before and Eddie George told you why you should watch why you should watch this game now it's a little different tonight Tennessee's in the playoff mix but I don't know I'm not really sure Tennessee's better than Jacksonville even though Jacksonville their, their record isn't as good let's bring in a man that I'm about to owe five hundred dollars to whale capper. Uh, joins us. You can find him on yeah. uh, Twitter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The tables have turned, Well, Capper. From 6 they and 2 surely to 6 have, and but 6. Be- <laughs> they surely have. Uh, before we get into the Panthers, though, 
Uh, you brought up that uh, Thursday night football game two years ago. Oh, my gosh. The wounds are still fresh. I went on tilt so hard during that game. Uh, I was like, uh, I was on the Jags pregame because I thought them being at home, they were playing for their coach's job and they were going to give a good effort. And they were like three point favorites. And uh, Marcus Mariota had like his coming out party that night in the first half, scored like 28 points against them. And I was like, oh, oh, I get it. The Jags quit on their coach. They, uh, they are not playing for him. They are legitimately trying to get him fired. The Jags <laughs> might fire their coach at halftime. And I was just unloading live money on Tennessee as they were like ticking up from like minus seven to minus 14 to minus 20 even. Right. And so I had all these live positions on, uh, on Tennessee in that game. And, um, and then stupid uh, garbage time, Blake Bortles scored a touchdown with three minutes to go. And then with 10 seconds to go uh, to wipe out all of my live positions on Tennessee in the second that I, that I had uh, from, you know, from in game and uh, I, a game I never should have been watching, never should have been betting, ended up losing like five units on it altogether. And uh, because of that, I'm specifically stay, staying away from yeah. Thursday night game. <laughs> yeah. so that's what, good that's what Blake Bortles does, Will Capper. That's what he does. All, you yeah, know what I mean? Time, no. <laughs> He's Mr. He garbage time. A, He's he garbage. He's garbage for the whole game, right. and then in garbage time he'll screw you. Yeah, that's he's just uh, exactly. that'll drive you crazy. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing, how well, oh, yeah. Capron, you I, remember that. Yeah. You remember that so vividly. But I'm sure there's so many games where you crushed it and won with an in-game decision, and then doubled up in oh, one. But you don't remember oh, it as vividly. Like it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, Bobby no, Knight said a bunch that. this season. There's yeah, been Bobby two Knight said he remembers the losses. Remember? No. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. Without a yeah, doubt. you remember the losses way more yeah. than the wins, right? True. Like he, he talked about that. Like Bobby Knight, I saw Bobby Knight talking about, and he won a lot of games, and he said he doesn't remember them. He said, yeah, he goes, I kind of remember, you know, I said, he goes, I remember the big wins. But he goes, I don't remember every game. You know, he goes, you need to tell me. But he goes, I could tell you every loss. It's pretty crazy. Like, Bobby Knight <laughs> had a story for every loss. He's like, the, that game we lost at Purdue, he's like, this is why. Right, and he remembers yeah. every loss. He said, "I believe him too, that he remembers every yeah. loss." Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing as gamblers, this stuff will get ingrained. And yeah, I just remember that night where Eddie George. You think this game meaningless? And that's the worst too. Hey, eh? like when you don't <laughs> want to watch a game, and somehow you end up in on it, and then you end up doubling in on it, and then you triple. And oh, I've warned God. people about bowl games. Me and Cam have talked a lot about that. Oh, God. Dumb bowl games coming up. Great advice. Great advice. Dangerous. (laughs) And I've done it, like, so many times, like, sort of on the Tuesday night Mac game or the Sunbelt ESPN game on Wednesday night. Well, you know, like, if it was on Saturday, you wouldn't, you know, you probably would have bet it. But next thing you know, you've got $2,000 on it on a Wednesday night, and you're (laughs) in a deep hole because of some stupid game, you you know, you would never even would have bet it. And it happens all the time. Great advice for your listeners. If anyone out there is kind of borderline problem gambler or like they're a relatively inexperienced gambler, um, best way to treat bowls, just find like a pool, enter a pool, you know, make, make your picks for the whole bowl season in a pool, try to win some, you know, a big payday. Don't put yourself through the heartache of trying to handicap these games on like the night of the, you know, RNL carriers bowl. <laughs> You're trying to, you know, find the right, you know, edge. Like there's no edge to be had on most of these games by the time they kick off, but that's when people are betting them anyway. And great way to ruin your holiday season, great way to ruin, like, special time with your family is to be, like, miserable because, you know, some, you know, college kid who's not getting paid, you know, through a pick six to end, end the Belk Bowl. Like, the Belk Bowl is one of those all-time 
uh, scarring moments too. Duke Cincinnati. You remember that bad beat? <laughs> I do remember that ago. game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the last college. That was I stopped betting college bowls pretty much after that that game. I, I I'll still get involved with come playoff time. You know, because that's fun. But uh, but but great way to approach bowl season. Just find a good pool. You know, and uh, try you to pick all the bowls. So you have a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I love is at this time of the year, too, so all the sites, and you're going to hear all these hosts telling you how to bet the Bulls. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to, you know, like, you need to find a motivated team, and one team will want to be there more than the other. And, you know, like, it'll just sort of be a standard stuff. And me and Cam talked about it earlier in the week. We've all do it. Like you said, I've been there. I'm that guy. I've been that guy on, like, four days before Christmas thinking, oh, shit, man, if I don't win this game, man, my Christmas is ruined. (laughs) Like I better, I better win the Louisiana, New Orleans, like we eater bowl. Yeah, like it's one of those games. Yeah, right. And then you realize you're like, yeah. oh my god, my fate's in the hands of the Ohio Bobcats, right? And they're just dumb yeah. kids. And you're like, and then it kicks yeah. in. Why didn't I wait till Sunday to put all this money down? Like it's, I, I've been yeah. there, but me and Cam brought it up, and it's crazy, Wellcap, because you try to guess really. You're like, wow, this team wants to be there. I saw them. The other team does it. There is a letdown. You don't freaking know, bro. Nobody knows. The game starts. I always say this, guys. It's like, yeah, maybe the team didn't care going to the Bahamas Bowl. But once they were up 21-0, they started to have fun. And they did care. You know what I mean? Like, it changed. Of course. Like, like you don't know they're kids. And and me and Cam brought it up. I looked it up. It was crazy, Will Capper. It seemed like it was about 65% of the games are double-digit blowouts at bowl games. Like, really, like, how many bowl right. classics are there? Like, you just sort of throw out the point spread. Like, upsets happen. You know, you, you take your shots, but you're right. And don't do the old double and triple up like, oh, I lost the 12-30 bowl game. Let me, let me double up and put a nickel down on the 3 o'clock game. You'll end up, like, oh, going on tilt, man. You can go on tilt fast. Oh, yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, if you're trying to construct motivational narratives for college kids, you might as well flip coins. Like, you know, there's, there's for every one that you get right, you're going to get one wrong. So we were, yeah. we were going through the numbers, whale capper yesterday. And the only games, it was kind of interesting. The only games that were close were kind of the new year six, because you know, it's bigger team yes. versus bigger yes. team. Like yes. those games were decided by three, four under a touchdown, but it's those other ones. Cheese it bowl points. a bowl, but you said it belk bowl. Like, yeah, like if you're betting like your whole bankroll on those, you're, you're the closest for ones, a tough holiday. Weren't even, yeah, the, the, the big six were, were close. There were a few, there were a few yeah. blowouts in there. There were, but there were. Generally, that January 1st, that Outback Bowl, Citrus Bowl, that whole yeah. sort of that, the second tier January 1st games, you know, Penn State, you know, the, the, the SEC Big Ten ones were generally pretty close. But yeah, be very careful, guys. And, I gotta tell you, Whale Capper, I feel the same way, and I've warned people, and I'll, I'll see if you you hear what I'm saying about this. Like, it's a weird time of the year right now. Right now we're in December, oh, yeah, so it's a little different. But you look in the NBA, guys came out flying this year for the first month. You know, man, we saw like it was like NBA All Star games. Teams were putting up yep. 260 points, 270 points. It was entertaining as hell. There was big effort. They hit a wall, and you see weird yep. things happen in the NBA on a nightly basis where it's just dreary it's november there's human man they're tired it's like man you know i'm already tired we're a month in here and it's sort of like it restarts again on christmas 
you know, we talked about bowl season could be weird trying to play Fraser Crane and get into the heads of these teams. But I find in the NFL whale capper as well, weird stuff happens. You know what I mean? Like the Raiders suck and don't care until they do care and give Kansas City all they can handle. Or Arizona are terrible until they get Mike McCarthy fired and go on the road and win his 13-point underdogs. Weird stuff happens at this time of the year. Would you agree with that, uh, whale capper? Strongly agree. Uh, this is the hardest time of year to win in the NFL, these last four games. Uh, yeah. There are, you know, teams look at, you know, a lot of teams look at their 16-game schedule like four quarters, right? And we're in the fourth quarter, and right now you know if you're in the hunt or if you're not. And even if you are in the hunt, you might be so secure in your, you know, in your division, in your seating, that you're going to be experimental. You're going to see if, like, certain things in your playbook that you've had, you've seen in practice, are these going to work in, in, you know, in game time? So you're going to get wrinkles coaches are going to introduce wrinkles that you don't normally see we started seeing it last week last week i felt like there was wild yeah. ass trick plays in like every single game it was li- like for some like Dude, for all fantasy the purposes together, it was like offensive yeah. linemen scoring touchdowns yeah. like guys off the practice yeah. roster yeah. it was almost yeah. like they were doing it yeah. deliberately and the patriots right. devil it a, like they're yeah. they're a nightmare patriots, for yep. fantasy guy a fullback guy doesn't do yeah. anything gets two touchdowns for god's sake it's, it's funny crazy. you say that well capper because sometimes people wonder why the hell did mcveigh do that because McVay wants to see if he can do that in the playoffs. He wants to know, Without does that doubt, screenplay yeah. work? Is that going to work? Like, uh, what do I got to do? We, you know, we're fortunate enough. We've got Marshall Falk uh, who joined our team. Um, so we're doing shows with Marshall Falk on Saturdays and Sundays. It's amazing having this guy's brain, man, next to you, Whale Capper. Like, when it comes I to football. That. And that is he cool. brought up, and he's always in the know, right? So he sort of knew of about course. the Kareem Hunt stuff. And he said... He said, if you guys notice, people were wondering why all year, how come they don't use Kareem Hunt more? He said they knew. He said they were trying to, like, They were sort of, getting ready for it. They were prepared. Yeah, prepared they wanted to become yeah. more pass-reliant. They didn't want their offense running through Kareem Hunt this year. And it's funny. It's like, man, I wish fantasy football players would have known that, right? But <laughs> it's one of these deals. Like, you wouldn't think it. Like, man, their offense is explosive. Yeah, but all the while, they were sort of, they came in with a conscious effort. Don't make Kareem Hunt the pipeline of this. He's probably going to get suspended. Like, it's amazing, like, what we think we know, guys, but don't know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It, it, is, it is truly uh, – it, there are more, um, more, more moving parts this time of year than the last yeah, exactly. you know, eight weeks, really. You know, the first four weeks, there's a lot of – you know, you're basically – going based on your preconceptions of how a team is going to be coming into the season because you don't have you never seen them you haven't seen the film you haven't seen the data you don't really know but uh, those middle eight weeks you can really kind of get a feel for teams how they you know how they attack what they do and then a lot of that gets upended this time of year because coaches get experimental it's not we don't really know who is on hot seats right like yeah uh, like yeah, a great right. great you know did anyone know Mike McCarthy was going to get fired last week if they lost to Arizona? I don't think so. I mean, we all had yeah. a suspicion we're, that he was. We were thinking know, at the end of the year, Will Capper. Yeah, exactly. Not after the game. In week 13? Yeah, it's crazy. And so you don't you don't really know who's coaching for their jobs, what they're going to do. Another thing, too, Will Capper. You know, approaches. Guys, guys will get vanilla, too. You notice, like, Drew Brees, you know, he's, oh, he's been point. thrown for, like, 150 yards a couple of times, like, and you're like, guys, like, are you going to turn that switch? It's like, no, they don't seem to want to turn the switch. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're like, you know what, whatever, man. We're not giving away our playbook anymore. Or they go into a shell or if it's just subconscious, whether they change things up. But, you know, like even good teams, 
Like the, and they lose their desperation. Yeah. Like Kansas City Chiefs, you know, five weeks ago they killed the Raiders. This week they didn't. Yeah. They won the game, but they're just sort of let's just get out of here. You know, the Chicago Bears get lost win and to get the Giants last yep. week. Yeah, let's just try to get out of yep. here. It is what it is. It's like, all right, like even the Saints, like they seem resigned to lose that game to the Cowboys, right? It's, you know, it's just different at this yeah, time like, of it the year. It wasn't our night. Oh, well, not our yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is. And, and um, you know, again, in the same sort of vein as kind of trying to guess motivation with, with college bowls, you can't necessarily – run down every one of these angles you literally just have to cross more things off right like you just have to say like 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 great great example like pittsburgh pittsburgh raiders game like who's betting that game like why would you and and oh by the way why are people betting the raiders in that game because it's the pittsburgh steelers and the raiders yeah i i guess they want some action i guess yeah they want they want some action but like I, I mean, the Steelers got the Patriots on deck. Are we really expecting yeah. that they want to get right so yeah. bad that they're going to go hang like fifty points on the Raiders? And, I mean, maybe and the line be a guy. The line's gone they, down. Yeah. The line's gone they'll down. Be a guy yeah. Ten. Yeah. Oh, there'll be guys yeah. out there. They're going to bet the Raiders and get killed. Oh yeah. And say, I can't believe this. They played the Chiefs tough last week. They can't even play the Steelers. <laughs> exactly. And then conversely, yeah, there'll yeah. be other guys who are going to lay. The Raiders suck. The Steelers are terrible. They can only win by three in Oakland. I'm the same way, and I find myself more and more, and it's hard in this business, especially, like, when you're on radio and TV. People don't want to hear it. But when people ask me about a game, well, Capper, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not betting it. You could take that side. I could see that <laughs> happening. I could see this happening. I don't want, like you said, I don't want any part of that game. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have a strong no, angle no. on Pittsburgh or the Raiders. Nope. Nope, not not one bit. And uh, there's a whole slew of those games on this card this week. Exactly. Uh, have, yeah. <laughs> well, one of them. This this card yeah. tonight's, tonight's one, one of them. Yeah. Right. Right. The thing is, Cam, what, what, tonight's what game. Is, is, yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, tonight I've heard yeah. a lot of people, Tennessee are playing for something. You know. So? so there's that the play the play for something narrative. Yeah. Now, number one, if you're playing for something at this time of the year, it's because you're not that good. Right, and, you know, the, oh, they need the game more. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they they need the game, whatever. But and the part two is, players don't quit like they think, right? Maybe coaches are screwing around the the, the roster, play calling. But even though Jacksonville aren't in the playoffs, Jalen Ramsey isn't trying less hard tonight. Like that's what makes him Jalen Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I know he's going to play his position and. He mouths off. You know, he's going to mouth off. He's going to tackle someone. It's a job, and they're there to make money, right? Like, they're showing up for work. So it's not like, oh, you know, we're four wins. I don't really care. Let's get embarrassed by Tennessee. It's a divisional game, too. Yeah, like, they're going to show up. Of course they're they're going to show up. Jacksonville doesn't like Tennessee. But people play that sort of narrative all the time about who wants it more and stuff. And you don't know. Exactly. exactly. I'll tell you Players are competitive yeah. guys. I, I, don't I, know. I agree with you guys 100%. And the only narrative that I can really construct and that makes sense to put in any action on this game is Tennessee does not, does not do a good job of play calling. They're not aggressive. They run the ball way too much on first down. They run the ball way too much, period, with, and not using yeah. the correct runners, especially early in the game. Tennessee is a terrible first-half team. 
And I would say if Jacksonville does come out with fire, if they do put some points on the board early on this Tennessee team, then I could see an angle open up where you want to bet Tennessee. I mean, you want to bet if Jacksonville can come out and score some points on, on the Titans and, and get a lead going into halftime, an angle opens up for me betting Tennessee in the second half because they're going to have to be more aggressive. Like whenever Tennessee is forced to be aggressive, you start to see um, what the kind of the ceiling of that offense is. Uh, and, you know, given that you're going up against a guy like Cody Kessler, uh, he's not going to be able to keep the ball away from you. You know, they're not going to be able to play keep away. Tennessee's going to get chances. So Tennessee's second half is a decent look if they're down at halftime. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll keep Will Copper for one more segment. We'll get into some of these other NFL games uh, this weekend. Jags and Titans tonight, real tough contest. Last two times these two teams have played, they combined for just 40 points. Total 37 and a half. Game time decisions continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Action, fellas. Fellas. Game time decisions. Ready for Rage Radio. Michael Leone wow, will wow. join us later from uh, Daily Roto. As uh, darkness settles in here in Manhattan. Empire State Building set in blue here uh, this evening. All right. Uh, Whale Capper uh, with us. So I'm seeing right now, actually, David Purdom, who's uh, one of the top uh, gaming uh, columnists out there saying that the total is dropping to 36 and a half in some spots lowest total of the year what's your take on on this uh, over under capper which look they played earlier in the year man it was a field goal fest five field goals yeah nine, six, final score nine six yeah Jeez. they played last year <laughs> uh the last time they played last year 15 10 so we've got to combine 40 points and then not to go down bad memory lane here but the game you were talking about went over <laughs> that one that we were talking about yeah uh, the, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Game. Oh, I had the under about. that one too. That was what, yeah, that was one of that was one of my beauties. I had the under on that one also. Uh, good stuff. I never uh, win when uh, I bet yeah. unders, Will Capper. <laughs> never. I'm scared never, I'm going to bet the under this tonight, is... and they're going to return the opening no, kickoff it... for a touchdown. Like I just know <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, two major differences between this game and uh, the previous matchup. Number one, uh, Marcus Mariota is a hell of a lot healthier. He was really, really um, limited with um, uh, shoulder injury, I believe. Uh, and uh, the elbow, he was he was a, a hurting puppy in that uh, first matchup. The fact that they even got a win was uh, surprising and impressive, I guess. Uh, and then uh, you got Cody Kessler in place of uh, Blake Bortles. Uh, Cody Kessler more likely to take a risk, more likely to turn a ball over. Uh, you could see a defensive touchdown potentially. Um, we've seen uh, Marcus Mariota get a little bit loose uh, with the football in these primetime spots when the pressure is you know, a little bit higher. So I wouldn't uh, look at an under here or – any you know there's there's really no angle whatsoever on an under here this total is way too low um but all that said uh with the likelihood that you just see you know either one of these teams kind of um dictate the you know if jags especially if they can dictate the full game then this is uh this is there's not going to be much life in an over either so um easy easy total to stay away from there's a lot better ones on the board 
Yeah, what do you I, make I like of the total. I like. I, I'm probably going to do a teaser to the under, but I like what Whale Capper said. Looking at tennis, Tennessee's game, Gabe. Every time, know what I would do? Uh, Jacksonville to score first in the game. Like, think about it. The London game, Chargers scored first. Jets were up on them last week. Dallas, and they came every single time. Yeah. Great point, Whale Capper. I'm thinking, I don't even know when these guys have scored first in a game this year off the top of my head. They're always down, and they always have to come back. The miracle against the Jets last week and whatever. Maybe uh, a, ten, a Jacksonville first score type of bet. Titans did win that half. game last week. Jets, Jets lost it. That, I watched that. That was, yeah. I yes. swear to God. And I've the Jets were all over them. Football. I've been watching football 40 years, man. And I never, um, you know, I'm 48. So, like, you know, started betting in 1982. I've never seen a team, guys, fumble the ball three times in a row and get it back. Like, I've never seen that before. It's unbelievable. Like, Marcus Mariota turned the ball over twice on that game-winning drive, <laughs> and the Jets just didn't fall on it. It was uncanny. Unreal. And, and it was like three penalties. It was like third and 13. Buddy on the Jets decides to, like, punch Mariota in the face. Like, you know, like, like, you, know, like you just hit him in the face match. Like, honestly, if they tried to throw that game, like, you know, you couldn't have done a better job than what the Jets did at the end of that game. <laughs> so, like, you know, you give credit to Tennessee yeah. for executing, but it was ugly. And Mariota, he just, he doesn't have a pocket presence. He, like you said, but no. it's dangerous if you bet the under because he could easily turn the ball over, like, in his own side of the field. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he has in these primetime spots. I can remember a game he had against the Steelers last year. He threw, what, four picks, a couple of them returned for touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's not – He's not. Uh, I don't really know what you do going forward with Tennessee. They're going to have to make a decision. Both uh, Mariota and Jameis Winston, same sort of situations where, like, they've shown enough that you probably aren't going to go out and get a free agent who's better. You're, you've won too many games to get a good draft pick to draft a, you know, draft a replacement. So you bring these guys back for another year, I guess. It's, it's a really tricky situation in Tennessee. Add to all this, you got a rookie head coach on Thursday Night Football. That's a terrible spot. Uh, you, you, know, you definitely don't want to be laying points with a rookie How about head coach this, on though? Thursday Night Football. How about this? Uh, home teams are on a 12-0 run in Thursday Night Football. 12-0? Yeah. Wow. Against the yeah. spread or winning? Straight up. Uh, straight up. 10-2 and oh, against no. the spread. Ooh. Wow. Jeez. I know. I didn't realize that. That's, uh, that's surprising. Usually, uh, usually it's a little more balanced, but uh, like think like the oh, Dallas, Dallas was at home. Dallas was at Saints. home last week, exactly. Even when they the beat the Saints, they won yeah. outright. They were underdogs. They won outright. Yeah, um, yeah, that yeah was the Thursday night. All right, yeah. let's move on from this this one because uh, yeah, well, Cap, you can hear well, Capper's frustration. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> another another game, please. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Is there any other games this week? Anything? Anything? <laughs> exactly. Um, well, let's see. Am I That's missing? Where's uh, this oh, is the, a, the Carolina Panthers are playing a game, right? We got the uh, oh, Panthers. Yeah, yeah, the get into it. Here we go. So, well, so what are we? The five hundred dollars. I'm pretty much. I'm in a. I'm in a must-win situation here. Like this. This is it. I need right. to win this game. Right. <laughs> right. What has to happen for them to get nine wins? They got to go three and one. Yeah. So, and they also play the Saints twice. They say, Saints Once twice in New Orleans. Falcons. They got a Falcons. They got a Falcon Saints sandwich. They host the Falcons, yeah. Okay, okay. So they need to beat the Saints once, and they need to take these games against the Browns and the Falcons. Yeah. Or I got to pray the Saints are already locked in in that last game of the year, and the Panthers aren't. You know. If the roles were reversed, would you consider uh, playing a Panthers money line here as sort of a free roll? Because it is right. I mean, like if the if the Panthers lose this game. 
then it's over, right? They're they're not hitting that team. Oh, that's total. a good they're point. Actually, going thank, yeah, thank you for stretch, helping me out. I right? should almost bet on the Browns. You're right? saying. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's the other way around for you because the Panthers could win this one and then still not uh, not get to nine. But for no, the worst, the, the worst part is. Reverse, <laughs> the worst part is, Capper. I keep betting on the Panthers every week too. Oh, so it just compounds oh, no. it. Oh no. Yeah. Well, if yeah. it's uh, if it if I I think if I had to diagnose a little bit what's going on with them, besides the fact that um, you know that, that they just haven't the gotten too much. any luck. <laughs> yeah, right. In that Steelers game, uh, he got hurt, man. Something happened. To I know. Him. He got he, he got popped in the shoulder hard. They kept it I off know. the injury report, but it was pretty obvious in the Lions game his accuracy wasn't there, especially on the deep balls. It was pretty obvious in the uh, in the Bucks game, like he just couldn't make the deep passes like you saw earlier in the season. Uh, and um, you know, this week we finally see he's limited in practice with the shoulder injury. So it's tough to say how they're going to approach this game. Um, so why don't probably... they, Will Capper? Like last week against Tampa, a great example is they were only so they're down seven pretty much all game. They, you know, they were just always one score away. Knowing that Cam Newton is as banged up as he is and seeing the, the lack of accuracy and the lack of arm strength, and you can just see as you can tell, why don't they just go go through like McCaffrey more? It's like McCaffrey yeah. gives them like 170 yeah. yards, and then they're like, well, let's just stop giving it to him here on this last drive. I've seen time and time again on these drives where they throw the football, and let's say even on four-down territory, they're throwing the football three out of the four times. They might dump the ball to McCaffrey once, but you drafted McCaffrey for a reason to take pressure off of Cam Newton. Let him do that. I don't understand why they don't just go through him more in certain situations like this. Yeah, it's got to be North coming from North Turner. I mean, he's been he's he's an old duck, you know, and he's not you know he's not going to necessarily be able to adapt on the fly and kind of evaluate how his guys are playing in the game. He's got a script going in. He's got an idea of how he wants to attack the defense, and he's going to mm-hmm. stick to it. And I think to a degree they were a little concerned about Tampa's defense being stout against the run, maybe, and so they were just going to take what what they gave them, and and Cam Newton couldn't complete those passes. But uh, this, you know, this this game doesn't seem to set up particularly well for them either. I was surprised that they're getting the majority of the of the uh, the, the the money is coming in on Carolina. People uh, fall for them every I, week, man. Yeah. yeah, is that is it is that easy? It's like people are like they still don't believe that the Browns are a competitive team, even though they're now they're home after two tough road games, one of which they came away with the victory, uh, and that uh, they just think, oh well, Carolina is on the cusp. They, it's that same narrative that the, the people who are betting the Titans are using that this means more to Carolina because they're still on the I cusp of the playoff spot. If it's or Baker Mayfield and his four picks last week as well, yeah. you know we have two quarterbacks coming off a disappointing performances last week. But it's it's it is true, Cam. You know, pretty much everyone I speak to this week, and even a Daily Roto, the computer, it's a machine, the algorithm. They've got another five star play on Carolina uh, this week. It's funny because mm. Mike Cardano uh, even told me he goes, "I swear to God," because they're in a super contest. The computer is. He said, "I swear to God, if the computer likes Carolina this week, we can't take them." And, like, it's been four weeks in a row the computer likes Carolina. <laughs> yeah, so even the computer's yeah. fooled by Cam Newton, uh, Will Capper and Cam. It's unbelievable. It is. I, I like Crazy, Will Capper's – I like his advice to you, though, Marenzi, because if, if you bet a nickel on Cleveland, on Cleveland there and Carolina wins, you have a much better chance to win the bet. But then if they fall short, you'll just be going – you'll lose your mind if they're one short. But I got to believe the Browns yeah, are the right side that's the here. Problem. Like, that's like – oh, my God. It's like, yeah, no, I – I just don't trust Carolina. Their defense is awful, too. 
Baker Mayfield had a bit uh, a bad game, but uh, Will Capper, it's not just Cam Newton. That secondary has been shredded. Like teams are getting big chunks sure on has. these guys right now, and they have a lot of injuries. It's it, it's a it's it's a going concern right now, and I'm not. And I think Cleveland at home getting the point. Like I I got to lean there, Marenzi. I love the machine too. He's a very very smart machine. But you said it. Even the machine, he doesn't know what the hell to do with Carolina. They're an enigma. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's tough, man. So you like the Browns in this spot, uh, Will Capper? I do. I do. I yeah. I'm gonna play the Browns too, probably. <laughs> I think you know the the, uh, the Browns can stop the run. Uh, they have the personnel, and uh, if you know if, if Carolina makes the adjustments we're expecting to try to protect Cam Newton, number one, we wouldn't expect Cam to be running because that puts him at even greater risk, right? And number two, yeah. uh, you know, if they are going with a run-heavy approach, you know, Cleveland's got the got the weapons to, to give that to stop that. And then you flip the script, and and Baker Mayfield going up against the secondary, he should be able to complete the type of passes he likes to throw, kind of mid-deep range. Uh, and uh, Cleveland should be able to score some points in this one. Um, them being at home after having kind of, you know, a little bit of success on the road uh, against Cincinnati two weeks ago, uh, you know, they probably have, you know, p- people are feeling good in that locker room. They feel like they're, they've accomplished something this year and they want to keep that going. Um, so, uh, you know, there's there's probably, uh, you're probably going to get a pretty good effort out of this Browns team. So um, I, I think this is probably the uh, uh, the one that puts the nail in the coffin for the uh, – the Panthers regular season oh, total. He's even yeah. sounding confident yeah. now, Gabe. He's got I confidence know, not, no, in that boy. Before it was like, I'm going to mail you the check, Morenzi. I told him. I told him to take the money earlier. Remember, hey, we could come up with uh, How's 400? We take care of it now. Yeah. 350. Oh, my God. Help us. Uh, Will, Will, that really Will Capper. this around for me, though. I was going to ask. Will Capper we probably would have settled for 250. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Gabe. What are we going to do with this Houston-Indianapolis game, guys? Like, I'll tell you, Indy's oh, just, uh, okay. they didn't score a point yeah. last week, but that was at Jacksonville. We can't get in front of Houston, Whale Capper. These guys are a freight train right now. Houston, four and a half, 49 and a half. What do we do? Yeah, I'm ready to line up and fade Houston this week. Uh, it could be a mistake, sure. Uh, but um, Andrew Luck to bounce back this week is a good bet in my book. Um, I love that, uh, I, you know, if, if uh, Houston has an Achilles heel, they can be passed on. You look back at, like, their opponents that they've played during this nine-game win streak, and it's not impressive, uh, not especially from the quarterback position. He yeah, has a lot of QB challenge guys, teams. Uh, that's, yeah, a lot, a lot of those teams. And, uh, and then you think back to the first time we saw these two teams play. It was like week four, right? That was the start of the win streak for the, for the Texans. It took – you know, it took uh, just a really strange fourth and four call in overtime in Colts' own territory for the Texans to even come away with a win in that game. I and maintain O'Brien would have been fired. The team, they would have been 0-4. They were going to yeah, be 0-4. I, I thought he would have been too. fired after oh, I, that game. 100% agree. Yeah, if that, yeah, right. 100% agree. He was on. He was on very, very thin ice, and he came out of it and was one nine straight. So credit to him, I suppose. But a lot of those wins were damn lucky against teams that were not playing well or just they caught them at the right time. And this, to me now, I think the, the Colts have progressed a lot as a team this year, despite their getting shut out last week. I still think that this is a darn impressive uh, offensive unit and that they're going to be able to get theirs against the Texans unit that has one Achilles heel, and that's their secondary and their coverage, uh, particularly deeper down the field. I think Andrew Luck is going to have a field day uh, and get a little bit of uh, get a little bit of revenge for losing that uh, losing that week four contest. I like the Colts there too, Ken. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And uh, 
I, I, we got it's a high 49 and a half but i believe we got we with the colts on that fast surface guys no weather houston will get theirs and andrew luck after a goose egg they're going to be motivated they, they might put like 31 up this this, this uh, is going to feel like a college game i think more like a big 12 football game 49 and a half is high but i think we get there fellas I, I can't see disagree. it. Hey, uh, you want to know something else interesting? There's an interesting situational uh, factor at play in three games this week, which very, which doesn't come up very often. Uh, you know, there's it's not often that you're home three weeks in a row, but it, there are three teams that are home for the third straight week this week, and all three of them covered their first two games, right? So Tampa Bay, Dallas, and Houston. This is their third week at home after covering two in a row. There has to be some inflation in the numbers on all three of those teams just because people have seen them play well at home and they're yeah. home again. So there's there's some likelihood that you see a little bit of you know overconfidence, a little bit of a letdown from these type of teams. Yeah. I know there's not a great angle to back, you know, not a great angle. No, there sort of is. No, I, I kind of like fading those. Yeah. Getting I think that's a good angle. Again. You've been in an angle three weeks. People are saying, hey, we don't okay. suck yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out with the girlfriend, exactly. the mistress, yeah. the wife. They're going to be soft. Yeah. They're yeah. going to be you soft this week. This it. is the week. I remember yeah, betting against, you got I remember betting you against the Jets in that spot. They had won two weeks in a row here in New York. Yep. They played a third home game, and they were favorites. And, oh, the Jets this. Oh, it was against yeah, the Vikings. Jets this, Jets that. I was like, nah, man. They've been going out in Manhattan for two weeks, hearing about how good they are. They're yep. about to get a reality exactly. check, and they did. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> great, great angle, so guys. And I got, I, I got to lean to all those yeah. teams too. I think the Eagles at plus three and a half. Uh, we talked about it. Indy plus four and a half, and uh, the, the the Saints after getting dusted by Dallas might just go into Tampa Bay and murder them. So I, I think at least two or all three cover. Dallas are bad home favorites too. Now they that's sure not a spot are. you want. Jason Garrett is damn, damn <laughs> right. Get out of here. Um, right. Oh man, we've only got two minutes left already. So. Rams, Bears, man, you're in L.A., so oh, big game. One. I was great thinking, one. you know, sort of it's like a test of the Rams. Can they go on the road and play in cold weather? Then I'm thinking, you know what, they don't have to in the playoffs. They're not going to have to. They're going to be in L.A. or they're going to have to go to the Superdome. But nevertheless, they have an opportunity to nail down a potential top seed here. So it's a big game for the Rams. It's also a big, I think it's a bigger test for the Bears almost. How do they respond? But I'm curious to see how the Rams operate in this cold weather, uh, Whale Capper. Great, great Sunday nighter. It is a great Sunday nighter. I'm going to lay the points uh, with the Rams on the road. Um, I don't understand the line movement, really. I thought this one, you know, when it opened at, uh, what, four and a half-ish, I thought, oh, man, that's probably going to get out to six or so. Maybe there'll be some value on Chicago. Uh, seeing it come the other way down to three was inexplicable. I don't understand, you know, why everyone is running to back uh, an injured Mitch Trubisky against yep, by yep. far. By far the toughest competition he's played this season. And if if the Bears are down at any point in this by double digits, game over. You know, yep. and the, you know the Rams are going to be able to get theirs. Uh, there are weaknesses on the Bears defense. You know, this should be a good game for the Rams. All right, follow Whale Capper on Twitter, Whale underscore Capper. You can find him over at Audio Boom as well as great podcast, uh, Whale Capper. Always a pleasure, my man. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. 
listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Network. You know what's crazy? The guy that does that voice is the guy that did the voice for my first show, Sports Rage, on the Team 990, like 15, 16 years yep. ago. There's a lot of money in that stuff, Gabe. When I uh, used to work in the classic rock building at Q107, I remember the voice guy came in, walks in there, boom, banged it off, banged it off, banged it off, did it for like all the four stations there. Thank you. There's my check for like $27,000. And uh, yeah, he told me he paid for his house cash. Cash. What, what, are the, what are the chances, though, that the Fantasy Sports Network got yeah, a guy, guy from Montreal in his garage yeah. that does this voice? Yeah. It's just it's just bizarre. Yeah, it's kind of ironic. You're working there. Yeah, a lot of the guys, they, they like got the guys on the, on the circuit. <laughs> this guy's voice has, like, followed me. He's been he's been with me for <laughs> on, a, on a couple of places. I used to have the voice. I used to have the ESPN guy. I used to have that promo. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, you're listening to Sports Rage. Sports Rage. Yeah, brought to you by yeah. AutoZone, <laughs> whatever. Like, AutoZone. I used to, I, yeah, I used to have that. <laughs> like, the, dude, it's funny too. Like, uh, like he's he's the voice of all voices when it comes to to sort of sports. I was on an ESPN affiliate at the time, so I remember the station thought it was like the greatest thing ever, and it was the biggest deal. I'm like. You know, it's not, you know, it's not like we're going to make more money because we got this guy's voice. No, <laughs> sounds sounds nice, though. Very yeah, professional. Sounds good. <laughs> so, yeah, the average, you know, the average idiot that owns, like, some bicycle shop that you're trying to shake down for money doesn't care. Yeah. Right? Like, it's very, very true. Um, <laughs> yesterday we talked about the XFL. Um, here there's a sports. Sports books are uh, taking bets on which players are going to sign uh, in the XFL. And uh, there's, there's actually uh, odds up. That Colin Kaepernick will sign with the XFL, and I'll tell you right now, it's free money that he will not play in the XFL. He's not playing in the XFL. No way. It's even. It's even too. Uh, I, it's I, like it's only minus one play, point that he doesn't. He'll play in the it's NFL. Plus one hundred. He'll play in the NFL before XFL. It's, I think that's the best bet out. He's Number one, the XFL, XFL no can't pay him enough. I see that XFL is going to pay quarterbacks two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. And what about the controversy? So, uh, you said Vince didn't not, want anybody, you know what I mean, dude, with his Vince, stuff. Vince McMahon started this league because of Colin Kaepernick. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I re- you rest your case, Morency. I'm putting yeah. the gavel down. Yeah, yeah. It's that's free money. Like, we talked about it. Yeah, it is actually. And there is, and Vegas yeah, really is. away free money. But I, I'm in. I'm, a, I'm in line, too. Check. Put me in. No, it that. really is. Yeah, but the thing is, you got to wait till 2020. Who cares? It's one of those things. It's like a stock. You got, you got, you know, like portfolio. Yeah, that's the thing, Gabe. You're one of the smartest guys I know. But when, when it comes to the long patience game, that's not your thing. You just got to forget. I'm about not very it. patient. No, no you're not very patient. I always think is, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, that's a good point, though. I'm, so I'm thinking about that more these that's days too. <laughs> like when things, la- no, I, I'm with you. Like when things last more than a couple of years, I'm starting to think, will I even be around to collect? So yeah, you're right. Like that death kind of lingering Grim Reaper stuff makes me not want to do long-term investments. 
Yeah, I know, I'm too young to start thinking like that. But I know, but I do too. You can't I help can't, it, you know. I can't help it either. I can't help it either. As I think about that, I'm like, I could do that, but what's the point? I'll probably be dead anyways. Like, I, just, uh, I just got to ask so. you. I, I want to ask you a question about uh, non-sports related. The lead singer of the Buzzcocks died. Did you? Did you ever play with those guys? No. On all your tours, I thought you would have, because like a couple times, like you'd be on the same type of. Uh, no scene with those guys pete shelley yeah no it's interesting but uh yeah no, i know of them that, i yeah i know of them but no i I never met them i've never oh. worked their show oh, okay. i don't i've never i've never interacted no interesting okay just wanted to know that because i know you played with a lot of bands so thought that might uh be on the list Nah, but they're not a type like uh, i played with all those i played with a lot of heavy metal bands yeah and uh when i was younger i played with the um on that sort of uh that punk punk metal scene yeah like snfu i played with snfu Daglo abortions um dri yep who else in the from that scene i don't it's know a lot of big names like like in, in that scene those are some uh, heavy hitters there if you're yeah into yeah, that yeah. Stuff. from yeah yeah from from that uh from that world it was big um more too but metal bands too like i played we played you know with anvil was uh, who else? Anvil, like a yeah. lot of those. No, the, I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the, the Killer Dwarf story where the, oh, the Killer like the, Dwarfs, yeah, yeah. Late, late, raid the dressing room, hide your booze, here they come. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, the guy in the Killer Dwarfs, guy in the Killer well, our, our dressing room was like a freaking closet, man. It was like a bathroom, I think. Um, that was at the Metalworks before they closed it. The Metalworks was the bar that was featured in Wayne's World. Yeah, like it was sort of, you know, it was sort of built off of that scene, and uh, Killer Dwarfs were pretty popular actually too. I like them. You know, they had that big hit, and they hadn't played in years. And yeah, I was there. It was like the Killer Dwarfs reunion slash farewell show, and uh, I don't know how the hell we ended up on it, but we did. <laughs> and uh, so we play, and we're a little heavier than like the Killer Dwarfs, right? Yeah, you are. <laughs> they're they're heavy, like they're not. No, uh, they're they're not. They are. They're a heavy they're, metal they're, band, but they're. they're yeah, they're they're not like homicide. Like they're not as fast. They're as melodic. They're, they're, yes. No, they're heavy metal. Like they're cheese yeah. metal kind of. Like yeah, uh, that's a good call. They're closer to like Motley Crue than they are Metallica. You know what I mean? I would I would I would agree with. Or that. not even Motley Crue, but like the Scorpions or yeah. you, you guys. You know, Queens right? They're hard. Yeah, but they're harder. sort of a hard rock, hard hard rock slash heavy metal. But anyways, True. people liked us, so we played, and the room really liked it actually. And I actually hooked up with a really hot chick that night. Nice. Um, Good so yeah, I remember that. I remember positive. I have positive uh, memories of that night. But um, <laughs> what was funny, so we played the show and we came off after, and the singer of the Killer Dwarfs is standing there. And most of the time, you know, bands will just lie. Like, I played with Merciful Fate, like King Diamond. They're a really, really big metal band. And, you know, King Diamond, he's got the makeup on and all that type deal. Yep. So, like, we finished the show, and I was in the parking lot behind the Spectrum in Montreal, and... King Diamond comes up, and he goes, uh, "Excellent show, excellent." He talks like it, sort of. He's got like a Danish accent. Excellent, excellent, excellent performance, excellent performance. And somebody said he just got here. He didn't even see you. Like you know what I mean? He didn't. Like, <laughs> so the best. He's lying. To yeah, everybody. he got off the bus. He wasn't even yeah. in the building. Like he's just wow. full of it. He's just being nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So usually you get the courtesy. Hey, good job. And like, hey, it doesn't mean anything, but. You know if you don't get it, then you really sucked. So we like we got off, and a guy in the Killer Dwarf says to me, he goes, if I would have known 
if I would have known how heavy you guys are, I never would, you know, you never would have been on this show. He's like, you guys yeah. are effing terrible. That's what he says to me. Are you kidding me? That's no, no. So I, you know, I don't. Know. Actually, I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of the Killer Dwarf too. Yeah, so I'm yeah, kind of yeah. like, I'm kind of devastated for a second. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, holy shit! But the thing is, dude, they're dwarfs. That's why they're the Killer Dwarf. They're all yeah. small. They're very small, right? Dudes, so yeah. they're not dwarf. They're not little people, but they're small. Like human the guy's beings, name so, was yeah. the singer Russ. His nickname was Russ Dwarf. Like, yeah, he was the short guy. He was the singer, the killer dwarf. He was like the killer dwarf. So, like, so I told him, I told him, uh, I said, yeah. I said, uh, I said, uh, I said to him, you're, you're like a stupid dwarf. I said, you're a stupid dwarf that has, uh, you guys have had one hit. I said, you've been yeah. a band for like 12 years. You got one hit and you milked it. I said, you'll probably play it like six times tonight, too. And, um, then the guy says to me, he goes, bro, I was only joking. He goes, you clearly <laughs> meant it. He starts cracking up and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I was just joking, too. And, stuff. and uh, we, hit, we hit it off. We ended up, like, getting really wasted with the guy and stuff. So, yeah, we, we hit, hit it off with the guy. But So the drummer of the Killer Dwarves, he has the best stories, man. So, like, I didn't become good friends with him or anything, but by chance, I lived with the, 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 this dude, uh, the singer of Voivod, the replacement singer of Voivod, who was actually from the same area as the Killer Dwarfs. Andy, long story short, he knew them, and I went out in Montreal one night, and the guy, the Killer Dwarfs, was there, and um, the drummer, and he knew my roommate, and then he knew me because we played. He's like, oh, hey, like, you know, hey, it's small world type thing. So we go out, we start getting wasted and stuff, and I remember we were sitting in this hotel room before he went out, and he starts talking about, like, the, um, they had that hit. I don't know if you can play it, Yang. Find it if you can here. I won't get mad if you can't find it right away, but it's on YouTube and stuff. It's, uh, it doesn't matter at all. That's the name of the song. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah, and it was big, Cam. Yeah. Like, it no, was on Billboard. Like, it, did, it was no, big. Great point. That song actually climbed Like, the it charts. was top. It was yeah. top 25 big. Like, it wasn't top five, but it was, we they there. were on the Billboard charts type thing, and they were on, like, playlist on mainstream radio stations in those days. Yep. And that record and that song was a hit. It was a hit. It really was a hit. And, you know, it was a platinum record or whatever, gold platinum, and they toured with Motley Crue. So, you know, you know you're pretty happening in those days, so they're touring with Motley Crue, and... <laughs> <laughs> the Tommy Lee stories were the best. Like, he told me, like, the same thing. He goes, they played a show, and um, he goes, uh, Tommy Lee's there, and he's, like, really, really wasted. And, of course, they come off uh, they come off the stage, and Tommy Lee hasn't moved like an inch. He's in the same spot. And he's like, you guys are the best opening band we've ever had. He goes, that's the best opening set that we've had ever on our one of our tours ever. It was the same thing. He was full of shit. He didn't see them. Like, he just said that. It's like, it's like the big thing in rock camp. Like, everyone's just liars, full of shit. Liars. You, yeah. guys were, you guys were great. Like, yeah. no, like, meanwhile, meanwhile the guy's getting laid before the show. Yeah, he didn't yeah. see you. So he told me, like, same thing. So, like, said Tommy Lee was kind of the crazier one in Molly Crew. And so, like, at that point, so Tommy Lee hung out with the Killer Dwarfs a lot on the tour. So he told me his story. It was hilarious. He goes, so he goes... He goes, I don't know what city they're in. He goes, we're in some town. And he goes, we're backstage. And Tommy Lee comes in. 
And he goes, what's up, boys? And Tommy Lee's just wearing a pair of jeans. So he's not wearing a T-shirt, Cam. Yeah. He's, no he's got shirt? no shirt on. Yeah, so he's just got jeans on. Yep. And he comes in, and he's got, like, a big bag, like a sandwich baggie, sticking out, like, half dangling out of his, like, the front of his crotch type thing. Yeah. He's got, like, basically, like, you know, like a half pound of cocaine or something. Yeah, he's got, like, cocaine. That's where a zipper should be, like, hanging through his bag. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. Yeah. So he comes in, and he drops the bag on the table, and he's Sorry. like, hey, guys. So he starts doing blows to yeah, so the wow. final, it was just funny. He goes, yeah, he's walking around with his bag, like, hanging out, like, type thing in his pants. And uh, so it was just funny. So I guess, like, they're like, all right, you're up. Killer Dwarfs, you guys are up. They, they knock on the door, and they're like, hey, you guys are up in a minute. So Tommy Lee's in their room, and he goes, hey, you guys just have a good show. I'm just going to stay back in your room here. It was just funny. He goes, Tommy Lee, as he's doing it, Tommy Lee just got up and was just pissing in the garbage can. can. Like... Basically, like, he doesn't go to bathrooms. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tommy Lee's going to go where he is. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he doesn't like to move. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they're standing in a room. But he goes, Tommy Lee just whips his dick out and starts pissing in a garbage can talking to them. He goes, yeah, yeah you know, you guys, maybe you should, you know, do that for an encore. He's giving him advice and stuff while he's pissing. <laughs> he tells him, he goes, there'll be some blow waiting for you when you get back here. And he's, like, giving him advice. And That's that was crazy. the night after he comes back. He's like, that was the greatest show ever. And it turned out Tommy didn't see them at all. And, uh, yeah, Buddy told me, like, Pamela Anderson stories. Like, Pamela Anderson was on the on the tour and stuff. And uh, he basically said that Tommy Lee was scared of her. Really? That, like, uh, yeah, like, she wore the pants, bro. Yeah. She, like, she runs the show? He, he yeah. told me, because, of course, I asked about it. Like, you know, she was really hot at the time, right, too, yeah. right? So I said, did you meet Pamela Anderson? And he goes, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And he goes, yeah. we met her all right. We met and, her all uh, he goes, let's just say, he goes, let's just say she's not the friendliest woman. That's what the guy told me. Really? Yeah, she could be. She yeah, and he goes, <laughs> yeah, he, he said, you know, he goes, I thought it'd be really cool hanging out with, like, Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. But he yeah. goes, it's really not. And yeah, it's just funny. Like, I guess they ordered food from somewhere. She didn't like it. <laughs> right? They had to order again. She didn't like it again. Oh, my God. Twice. They had to order again. She didn't like it. But she just didn't like it. Like, imagine, like, her, like, starting to throw things not liking it. You know what I mean? Like, she's a big star on Baywatch at the time, Cam. Like, she didn't like, like, not getting her way. (laughs) You know, put it that way. No, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. I guess, like, he told me a story about how once, like, she, she, like, she flipped and, like, basically... We're yeah, leaving. See that. Like, he basically said it was that. like she grabbed Tommy Lee and said, we're leaving. <laughs> like, yeah. like, he, had, he had no choice. Like, he had to leave yeah. with her and stuff. Yeah. She's you know? the boss. She's the boss. Yeah, you met, you met one of my buddies, too, Gabe, and uh, I don't t- tell the story very often. Um, you met him, actually, one of my buddies. Not fast-talking Mike, but the other guy who had, like, a fist fight in my house. These guys still don't talk. It's amazing. That night we did that show with Garner there. Like, two of my best friends had a fist fight in my house, and they still haven't talked to each other just three years later. Maybe maybe four. But anyway, like when we were younger, my one buddy, yeah, we went to bars and he did the same thing. He used to get drunk and he whipped out his pants and just pissed in the corner of a bar. And then like I had to like break up the fight because the guy was going to kill my buddy. I'm like, he just got so wasted, like blind drunk. And I go, dude, I can't go out with you anymore. Like you can't just whip out your dick and start pissing in places, right? Like it was a real problem for a while. He doesn't do it now, but man, I'll tell you. Some people. I've never done that. No, I know. I got tagged. I know. I got tagged at the Bills game, but you've never done that. I know. I've heard that too. 
I've people heard do from it. people. I know other people. I know a people dude that do did it. that at a bar. I For some reason, it, he whipped it out and pissed on a bar yeah. stool. Oh, yeah, no. This guy, like, pissed in a bar. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, the bathroom, like, I, you know, I, it was crazy, man. Like, I was just like, I almost got, like, killed a lot of times. But, yeah, I guess uh, Tommy Lee, my buddy didn't like to move. You know the story just... of the chick I told you once, all right? I don't know, like, yeah. little talent. Like, I, when I came, I, I, would, I made my father rest in peace. But when I came back yeah. from Hollywood, I didn't have a place. So I yeah. stayed with my father, right, for, like, uh, I don't know, about a month or something. Like, he kicked me out pretty fast. So... Um, so I got there. I'll tell the story on the other side. Yeah, it's too it's, good. It's we don't want to waste it now. Like, yeah, 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 I can't. Lead it yeah. up to it. Yeah, I'm, I think I remember this one. A real and classic. I got to tell you, our, our commercial breaks aren't long when we have them, but they're 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 like clockwork, Ken. Yeah, yeah like, I know. Um, yeah, most no times, like, right, they're, they're telling no a story. Extension. Give give them a minute here or two. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> we we can have the Pope on. Saying I know. He bets on sports, and Yang's going to break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, Yang. Hey, playlist is good. Good job today, Yang. But yep. uh, um, you gotta get that song. It doesn't matter at all. Actually, you know what? I'll just get it and send you the link. We'll save. We'll save. Uh, yeah, we'll save. We'll save everyone a lot of time. Um, <laughs> the best is you just, you just sound beat down now, and It's like the end of the week. You're into round 11. It's a 12-round fight. You're just you're you're on the ropes right now. I get it, buddy. Just <laughs> hang in there. Hang in there, Fred. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, a lot of stuff. All right, let me just get to this. The Buffalo Bills, actually, if you're looking for work. Uh, let's see. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Are, uh, well, they they're, they're hiring? People. They're hiring. Yeah, that's right. Uh, snow shovelers needed. Show suffers needed at New Era Field. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are asking anyone ages 18 and over or under 18 with proper working papers <laughs> interested in shoveling snow inside the stadium uh, to come to New Era Field starting Friday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, shovelers can shovel snow throughout the day Friday and into the night on Friday night if needed. Uh, rate of pay is $12 per hour. Who wrote this? Like, they don't like really like <laughs> shovelers like can. Like, why don't they? Like, yeah, shovelers can shovel snow. Like, so Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shovelers talk, can shovel. Like. Yeah. <laughs> this is on the official Bills website. Yeah, shovelers, shovelers. What can is shovel like snow. under eighteen with proper working papers? Like, all right, shovelers can shovel snow throughout the day on Friday into the night on Friday if needed. Rate of pay is twelve dollars per hour. Lunch and dinner breaks will be provided throughout the shifts in a comfortable warming area. In addition, a complimentary Bills football game ticket to Sunday's game will be given to anybody who works longer than a four-hour shift. Those interested in shoveling must have proper photo identification, 
driver's license, or a state ID in order to work. Prospective snow shovelers are also asked to dress appropriately for the weather and bring their own shovels. <laughs> Craziness. Shovels will be provided if you do not have one. You're not nice. bringing my own shovel. Yeah, you uh, provide shovels me may one. enter off of uh, Abbott Road just north of the team store. All right. Um, so, yeah, if anyone in the Buffalo area is looking for work, 12 bucks an hour. Yeah, I used to shovel. Uh, shovel. At, uh, I used that to new era. I used to shovel for my buddy. I told you he's in the, the plowing business. Uh, they gave me uh, 20, 20 cash was the going rate. 20, 20 an hour for for shoveling. Twelve bucks. Bills tickets. Yeah. Probably a lot of snow too. <laughs> wonder if you they're like taskmasters. Yeah. Do they, do they follow you? I wonder if they follow you around or you just kind of. Nah, it's like, chill. Yeah, yeah. Is it chill? Yeah. For yeah, yeah. they're not gonna bust your balls too much. I don't think, but. Yes. Bills fans, you know they're going to show up all drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just throw it off. He's going to turn it into a party. It's going to exactly. be like, ah, let's go shovel snowball, snow, get drunk. snowball fights. Yeah, exactly. It's not bad. Yeah. Twelve bucks an hour and a, and, and a, and a yeah. game ticket. Yeah, for a four-hour shift, you get a you get a game ticket, so that's all right. That's not too bad. So I don't know. We were on Kaepernick in the XFL, and I was going to go over the odds, but uh, we jumped to Killer Dwarf somehow. Yeah. And um, then somehow we got into your drunk Too friend taking pissing, a leak. Yeah. Pissing and so, yeah, I, so I was telling a story. I was, my, I was living with my father, and um, he was getting pissed off because I was bringing chicks back to his place all the time. Yeah. And he didn't really care, but uh, he had a girlfriend that was very uptight. And yep. she was uncomfortable, whatever. And I didn't get along with his girlfriend. All right, so I moved back. They were living together. I was like a third wheel, right? I didn't plan on being yeah. there long, but but I just got back from Hollywood, so I was on a roll. I was picking up chicks left and right. <laughs> um, so he basically warned me. He's like, listen, you know, these chicks, and it's too much, and you're coming in wasted. He goes, I don't really care, but you're causing me problems with this with my girlfriend. And yeah. so he gives me this big speech. Lo and behold, of course, I don't listen. So I bring this chick back, okay? And she's pretty wasted, man. So basically, like, she passes out. Like, I pass out, she passes out. Nothing happens. Like, it's one of those, like, man, this chick's wasted, wasted. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're done. So lo and behold, so I'm sleeping. And then I just hear, man, I just hear a girl screaming. And then my father yelling and... I'm wasted, so he comes in, sort of has to wake me up and shake me. He's like, "All right, that's it." He goes, "You're you're done. You're done." <laughs> I'm like, "What? What the hell's going on?" He goes, "I told you." I'm like, "What?" So the girl that I brought back got up to go to the bathroom, except instead of going to the bathroom, she went and sat at the kitchen table, and she just took a leak. Like she sat down and took a leak, man. Like sitting Brutal. on like a on a chair at the kitchen table. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she basically your urinated dad, all over my dad's yeah. kitchen table and floor. Yeah. All right. So while, for this one. <laughs> while my dad came in to nearly physically accost me and assault me, yep. the girl climbed into bed and hit on my mother on on my father's girlfriend. <laughs> no. No. Come on. You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. She got yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
He gave me like 24 hours to get out after that. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't give you 24 seconds. But yeah, that's, that's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was a nightmare. <laughs> she crawled into bed with his girlfriend. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah, it was a night. Anyways, man, that girl was uh, that girl, like uh, whatever, like. She she can go after herself, and I'm talking about my father's uh, ex girlfriend. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not 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 your Asian girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other girl, like you know, what what are you gonna do? You know, no things happen. Yeah, you can't you can't predict these things. How the hell are you gonna know? Go to a bar. No, like you don't uh, in your kitchen and it climbs. Because I told the girl, I told her, I told her, listen, you got it. We got to be quiet. Like I remember, like telling her, like because basically, you know, we were in the room. And it was like this living room. It wasn't like a bedroom. It was sort of like this sort of living room area. But there was like this sort of like, you know, sliding door. So I told her, just chill out. And I told her, listen, I told her the story about how, listen, I'm really pissing my father's girlfriend off. And I used to drink my father's booze when I got back. And like, you know what I mean? It was just, I I was pushing the envelope. So um, like even for a son, it can only go too far, right? So I told this chick, I was like, listen. I said, uh, if you have to go to the bathroom, I even told her, if you have to go to the bathroom or anything, tell me. I'll basically, you know, I'll go when the coast is clear, I'll take you there type. <laughs> I didn't expect she was going to go leak at the kitchen table. Exactly. No one like, I, I didn't see that coming, you know? No. How could you? I don't care. Yeah. And you're wasted and you, you think she'd find the bathroom. Yeah, no, I t- I've seen people do this stuff, pissing in corners. I went to a, I went to a party before a guy. He was sleepwalking. He pissed in a guy's fireplace, you know, in a guitar case. Like, yeah, it just it, it happens all the time. I just don't understand it though. Like the sleepwalking stuff. It's like, I also know my buddy Rob. He fell. He like he fell asleep on a toilet. Like you know what I mean. Like it's just things happen when you're really really wasted. Like to a point of like almost alcohol poisoning. Things happen. You couldn't see that coming. There's no way. There's no way you could predict. Oh, yeah, that. My bass player. Floor going our, the floor. Ba- our bass. Our bass player from Homicide used to often pass out uh, on toilets. Yeah. Hey, you know, a lot of guys do that. It's just I don't get it. It's pretty uncomfortable. You, know, like you can't like make he, it back he, to he, the floor or a bed. Like <laughs> He fell asleep once in like a gas station one, but he was locked inside. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's great. We were, we were like, where the hell is this guy? We were like, where is he? And like we're waiting and waiting and waiting, and no, he passed out in a in a bathroom, like in a bathroom. Except he was passed out; a door was locked, and there was the only key was inside with him. That's amazing. Yep. Those aren't the best places either to pass out. We're, like, pounding, we're yeah, pounding on the door, we're pounding on the door and stuff. <laughs> he comes out. Hey, he's like, man, I fell asleep in there. It's I don't know if you fell asleep, but he drank like 42 beers, bro. <laughs> like, it's funny. My brother did the same thing. His girlfriend didn't piss on the floor, but he was banging her, too. That's how he got kicked out of my parents' house, too. My parents are like, if you're going to bring people back here, like, you know, banging, you know, when we're getting up for work type of thing. And, yeah, my dad and him, like, they were, he's like, you're done. Like, my brother, that's how I remember. He's like, well, okay. And then that settled that. I guess I'm getting my own place now. I can bang whoever I want there, right? Lesson learned, uh, right? <laughs> uh, Stooch asked, do I get a dildo with a ticket? I don't want to feel left out when they start flying. <laughs> How do I get a dildo with a ticket? Drusilla says you get to keep whatever sex toys you find in the snow. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bag, bags of feces, too. Who knows Yeah, God knows find. what you're going to find in the yeah, snow yeah. there at that stadium. But no, no, it should be noted. They don't throw dildos at every game. It's it's, it's only yeah. when uh, Tom Brady's Patriots, in town. Patriots, yeah. It's, yeah, it's Tom yeah. Brady's dildo, yeah. It's a Tom Brady thing. 
because they think he's a dildo. So like they, it's it's just him. Like they're they're not going to throw any dildos at Sam Darnold. No, 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 no. I don't think so. They've got no, to they save won't. them. <laughs> <laughs> they have to say, yeah, they're not cheap. After a while, yeah, no, they, throw, they, yeah, if you're going to throw it's, them it's at every quarterback, it's like, what are you going to do? Nah. Like, you're you're yeah, making yeah, twelve not... bucks an hour shoveling snow. A dildo's more than twelve bucks. Probably, I don't know how much a dildo goes for these days, but I think a high quality one would be more than twelve dollars. I'm assuming it's more more than twelve dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking. This is yeah, one thing you, I'm not going to search right now, though. No, 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 I'm not going to say yeah. Cost of dildo, like. Uh, yeah, how much cost? Of? Forty, forty bucks. I don't know. Like I, I've never, I, I, I wouldn't know, but that would be my guess. I'm thinking around like the forty to fifty dollar range. What do you think? Surprise! The NFL doesn't have their own line. Buffalo Bill dildos. <laughs> I know, all pink. Yeah, nice colors. Support cancer yeah. we've been, <laughs> week or whatever. We've been yeah, screwing. Like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I've thanks. Been screwing your fans for years, anyways. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, this bet, I'm telling you, though, Cam, so you got to wait till 2020. But you're right. If you're patient, I mean, it's ridiculous. There's no way in hell that Colin Kaepernick plays in the XFL. There's a better chance of him being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys than there is of him being in the XFL. Yeah, yeah and Craig Martin. And he's going to be the quarterback of the Cowboys. I And Craig Martin sent us one, too. He's talking about Johnny Manziel. I'm like, I, I, I just wrote him back. Johnny, Johnny Manziel, Manziel will not be. No, and Johnny Manziel hasn't even mastered the Canadian Football League yet. He was horrible till like the end of the year. Like he, he might not even be win a starting job. Like he has a lot of work to do. There's no, he's not going to the X. And he, uh, I don't care about the publicity. He's well, not going Vince, to the XFL. Well, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon has boxed himself in because he stated anybody that's been arrested yeah. cannot play in the league. Correct, exactly. And he was asked about Johnny Manziel, and he said no. He said Johnny, you know, unfortunately Johnny's, you know, no. Yeah, no, he can't. You know, there's he, he he's not eligible to play in our league. And if you, I watched the promo video the XFL yesterday did, and you'd think that it's basically a, a politician campaigning, like it's it's all just like American flags and sort of troops and, you know, what I mean, it's there. They, you know, Vince came up with this idea because the NFL ratings were down a couple of years ago because during the protest stuff. Now, I'm not going to dispute that the protests had an effect, you know, on the negativity of the league. But I maintain that it was the schedule and it was the quality of play. You know, like the Super Bowl ratings are never down. You know, like even when in the protests, it's also, there, the Super also, Bowl ratings weren't down. The playoff ratings weren't down. Okay, what about the new yeah, technology? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. There's new new technology. But I remember, though, they were like, primetime games are down. Ooh, it's be Kaepernick yeah. fault. It's like, no, man, the Chicago Bears were terrible. I remember calling it out. I said the Bears were on TV on a primetime game in four of the first eight weeks of the season. Right? They're terrible. Yeah. Like, you know, Jay Cutler was still there, and it, they were a bad team. And there was just no reason for them to be on TV all the time. Like, quite frankly, Cam, ESPN really hasn't had a lot of good Monday night games. I mean, the, the NFL the Monday, has screwed the, over. They screwed over ESPN. They really did. ESPN pays more money than NBC does, but NBC gets a flex schedule. Oh, yeah. They get and NBC gets better games. It's not. It's it's crazy how ESPN got played. Great point, Miranda. Yeah, no, and, 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 and tonight, and these Thursday night games, train wreck, too. Like, t- you'll, you'll see the ratings for tonight. Jags and Titans, give me a break. That'll be at the bottom of the barrel. Great call, though, well, on the NBC Fox. flex schedule. Yeah, Fox. I'm just saying, on the NBC, you're right, though. The NBC Sunday nighters are legendary. You get, you know, Patriots versus Chiefs. Well, they clearly, yeah, they're getting the the, best. Yeah, this week, they got the Rams and Bears this week. Exactly. They they can't Like, they they get the best game, right? Like, the NBC 
I don't know how they got this. Like, it's not by coincidence because, and I don't know, it's like they deliberately screwed ESPN over. And then they've, the ESPN complained, right? Like, ESPN's threatening yeah. not to renew with the NFL. So the NFL, if you notice, the Monday Nighters, they've had better matchups this year. You know, yeah. Minnesota, Seattle on Monday. And, you know, Fox paid big money for Thursday night. But look, Cam, I mean, the Jacksonville Jags were a playoff team last year, and so were the Tennessee Titans. True. You wouldn't expect the Titans and Jags this game to sort of be as bad or, you know, their records to be as bad. But so anyways, if you're if you got if you got patience, Vince McMahon hates Colin Kaepernick. There's no way in hell Colin Kaepernick plays in this league. Secondly, the XFL doesn't have the money to pay Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick yeah. wants like twelve million dollars a year. Yeah, 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 not two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. No, he's not playing. Yeah, he's not playing for that. That's chump change for him. Yeah, I'm with you. So these, this, this is, like, is just nuts. you said it, Gabe. I, I, don't, I don't, th- I don't throw this shit around a lot, but you said it like, and I think about all sides. Oh, this it's a is lock. about as much of a lock as you exactly. And we don't, I don't. Every lock is a key, as we talk about. But this, yeah, if Vince McMahon sticks to his word, Colin Kaepernick won't play for a percentage, a minuscule percentage of what he was playing for with before. You, that that's money you will collect if you are alive. Exactly. Like I think we should make the bet. Just uh, Johnny of, Manziel is plus two hundred to play. Um, um, he's he's not playing there. He's either. plus two hundred. He won't. He's not playing there. No. Michael Vick is five to one. That's not happening. He's not playing. No. Uh, Tim Tebow ten to one. That's not happening. Nope. And uh, and Brett Favre. Brett Favre's like 100 years old, man. Years, yeah, I, I bet against all those guys. That's uh, That looks like a winning portfolio. Uh, yeah, but you know what it is, Cam? Don't, don't I, worry you know about, what I realize here? What? I don't think there's a no. I don't think there's a no. Like, uh, there's no... Oh, oh that's what you get no, if they no, do play. There's no no Yeah, option. you can't no, say... We're not making that bet then, no. You can't no, say, just, oh, because otherwise, you know, you could bet like a million dollars and say there's no way in hell Brett Favre is playing in the XFL. Right? Yes. Although Brett Favre, he actually, he could. <laughs> a couple series, like Gordy Howe playing it every de- every decade, but I highly doubt it. I don't, I don't have high expectations for the XFL. No, no. Usually it's one of those things that before, when it first came out, it actually could have worked. It was at a time yeah. and a need, and things were good, and we were both into it, and I think a lot of people were into it, but it was too much of a gong show. The way people have options for entertainment dollars now, too, I, I'm with you. I think Vince McMahon's really, he, I think he thought too much. I, 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 don't think it, I, I don't think it has a hope in hell, to be honest with you, to make money. People could barely deal with the NFL right now with, the, with all the things that are going on. You're going you're, you're gonna to talk about the XFL? Like, give me a break. And why? And the, can the we cities get, that he, can we the cities he went to. Yeah, you'll be able to bet on it. The okay. cities, the cities they went to, like, already have teams. They're playing at MetLife Stadium out here. Yep, dude, no one's gonna go. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're gonna be like your stadium's too big. Like you need to play in like MLS size stadiums, man. And why did you go to cities that have NFL teams? That's ridiculous. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. All right, gang, check the uh, check the Gmail chat. All right, uh, yeah. <laughs> game time decision. Game time decision continues. <laughs> Marenzi, you're like lava. You're, you're, bo- you're boiling. You're, you're almost at the top. I like that. The playlist is good though today. The playlist yeah, yeah, is good. A, yeah. That's one thing. That's why yeah. you haven't. Uh, that's why you haven't. Told we have. You. We, we have a lack e- of communication. We we've got communication communication <laughs> communication breakdown. Um, all oh, right. Yeah. So uh, oh. came time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's right, yeah. Uh, so this segment brought to you by McDonald's. Everybody. McDonald's, yeah, apparently. Uh, you go there for your breakfast. You tell me uh, most guys uh, do the BK, but you do uh, McDonald's, right? So I've had the smoothie a couple of times. Yeah, here's the Killer Dwarf. It doesn't matter yeah. at all. This is their big hit. Yep. Big fight. Yeah. This is a this is a true it's rock ballad. So, it's so rock this is ballad. It's so nice. Oh, yeah. oh it's sure. Oh, it, it is ballad galore. Imagine how much they got laid, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the soundtrack to, like, one of those uh, after-school movies, you know? Yeah. He's selling drugs yeah. or something. Ooh, there's trouble. Yeah. Starring Ron Howard as Richie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Donnie Most. <laughs> I got good memories out here. It is catchy as hell. Yeah. It's a true, uh, yeah, like you, you're, you're a musician, you understand the way they built it. It's uh, very catchy. Like they did a good job of, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like Trotto, does it? 
No. The rock singer, like the it, lead singer's got a great rock like voice. Hollywood. Yeah, it does. Like they, they really got that 80s, sort of early 90s Hollywood ballad sound down. The lamb, I think lamb rock. Yeah, but we should know this is like their only hit. True. They have other songs. Their other stuff's kind of heavier. Good guys, though. Hey, you partied with them. Yeah, this is when uh, rock bands used to party. Yeah. They didn't go for a smoothie. Time in your life. All right, good job, uh, Yang. Man, I feel like going to a strip club, drinking and doing cocaine <laughs> right now. <laughs> Amen, brother. Like, Preach I hear that. I'm like, oh, Preach man. To me. Good, good, I know. Good memories. Like, I'm like, what? Wow, yeah. what? Is it what? happy hour super sex yeah. still right now? You know? I, think, I, I think I can catch that bus to the House of Lancaster. God. <laughs> To be young again, man. What a man! Yeah, I, I used to I like live Pete, in degenerate yeah. lifestyle camp. Like I'd actually spend like happy hour at a strip club, I'd yeah, eat the buffet yeah. and everything. Me too. I, I, I've had that. Some yeah. people are like, you ate, you you know, you eat lunch at a strip club. They're like, idiots. Yeah, I'm going, I'm one of the cleanest the places for the buffet. Think about <laughs> it. Think about it, man. There's a lot of things going on there. That's it's actually a lot cleaner than most restaurants. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Remember one time I was so drunk I ate chicken wings off another guy's plate. My buddy's like, "You're such an idiot." Like I was just waiting. I was just like, ah. There is something funny though about eating lunch. You're eating spaghetti on Pervert oh, yeah, Road, yeah, yeah. the front row. Yeah. Looking up, yeah. hey, how you doing, honey? You're eating spaghetti. Well, you know the guy I used to deal with, my guy, and that's where we used to meet all the time. That was his thing, right? Like he used to go, like he had a girlfriend and stuff, but. He used to go, like, that was his thing. Like, we'd meet all the time at I Don Knows. Like, that was the thing. He's like, okay, Cam. You <laughs> I know? Don Knows. Yeah, I Don Knows. So he'd go there. He'd buy me a couple Heinekens, and he's like, I'll be back in 20. Like, that's a – I'm like, where's the envelope there, uh, Jimmy? Like, you know, it's <laughs> – he'd disappear. And then he'd come back. Okay, that's good. Yeah, okay. Nice seeing you. Yeah, he always – I'm like, why are we always meeting here? He just – some people just really love strip joints, right? They had, like, cheap, cheap prices, too, like – a BLT was like a buck ninety-five, like really good value on the menu, like it for good food too. It wasn't like a cheap sandwich; like it was really like yeah. loaded. You know, the strip club well, scene get... though now it's different. Like in those oh, days, I don't go to. I, I haven't eat... been to one. I haven't been to one, and I don't remember the last time. Gabe, when was the last time you've been? I, I can't even remember. It's been uh, a long time. I went to uh, once here in New York. Once, um, I went out with the crew, and we went to this place called Hoops. It's sort of uh, oh hoops hoops yeah it's a sports bar slash uh, gentlemen's club. <laughs> wow, because there's a you know the one in Toronto. It's just a sports bar hoops. Yeah, yeah no, this uh, one is, Raptors, yeah, yeah. This, this one there's bonus uh, yeah there's bonus oh, yeah. coverage at this one. <laughs> extra hoops. <laughs> yeah, like basically the stage is like a basketball rim. It's like this big rim. Yeah, like the place is owned by a former NBA player. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, like, a local, the guy, like, uh, he's a Manhattan Jasper. So there's, like, pictures up of him on the wall and everything. He had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Uh, yeah, he played the NBA for a year or something like that. But, yeah, he owns the club. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, the stage is actually sort of like, it's like this round, it's like a rim, uh, what with glass on it. 
and like the carpet and the floor and everything is like a court. Yeah, it's basically like a basketball themed. It's like a sports bar. It's, it looks like a sports bar, except there's poles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I get like they it. have all the games it. on and everything. Like there's TVs everywhere with the games on, but there happens to be dancing chicks there as well. It's actually not a bad concept, right? Sports bar yeah. slash gentlemen's club, right? So you sort of have a mix. It's like, but it's a little pricey the drinks. But like when I was there, there were a bunch of dudes like sitting at the bar area watching the Met game and the Yankee game. It was baseball season. So they had like the, you know, the Yankees and the Mets on and all the baseball people watching. And then you sort of had your, your standard strip club, uh, pervert, uh, pervert road road dude in the dungeon. Yeah. So there's bar patrons and then there's dudes that are right. You're you're married men, you're married businessmen and all that type stuff. Loosen up the tie. What a day. Yeah. Yeah. Just goes right up the pervert row there. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't go to. Say, it, yeah, yeah. They're just it, too it, expensive. It's not worth. That's, it. Yeah, like, no, you're you're absolutely right. It's just one of, one of those things. The like, chicks yeah, are all hustlers too, right? Oh, oh, big time, big time. Like, yeah, you get the Eastern European uh, hustle job going. Like, yeah, I remember uh, fast talking. Mike was uh, date, dating one of them for for a bit before. Like now he's got a kid and stuff. But when he was uh, during his party days, I, and I was living on uh, my own at the other end of town, he used to bring her by. Like I, I was worried about her robbing robbing me. Like I locked the door and stuff like that. Like. I couldn't trust. I couldn't trust the situation. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot of uh, sketchiness. Too sketchy. Yeah, the chicks. I I met some of them, and um, they did steal yeah. from their own parents. Like I, I got no time. Well, for no, them. I'm not going to say that, but I'm just going to say they're not. Um, they're not naive. They're not naive little precious flowers. I'll tell you that much. Like, no, good call. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, this chick, like, I'm not going to paint like everybody they can with ha- the same they can brush. handle themselves. Oh, yeah. big time. Oh, yeah. They they, they know the, the ways of the world. Yeah. No, this chick was awful though. Like she'd rob you. Like she was just like everybody was free game. She was a hustler. She was a professional hustler. She did it with the drinks at uh, the bar and whatever. Yeah. He, he learned quick. This is um, this is interesting. Jeff Williams doing it says. My buddy got slapped in the face and almost killed by security at Supersets. He snuck in a bit of tongue during an onstage dance. And I'm not talking about the mouth. Luckily, security was busy dealing with a guy who was attempting to steal a stripper's purse. Yeah, he's lucky. Um, yeah, Supersets, and it was the big staircase, man. I've, I've seen a few people get tossed down. Yeah, that. It's steep. The stairs are steep. <laughs> like, really steep. You know, times have changed when super sex is closed in Montreal. Like, it's an institution. Like, that's yeah. like it's. Like, everyone used to go there. All the sports teams, everybody. Yeah, you yeah go it was just like, it was, it, a, it it was, was legendary. Stop. Tourists, sure. athletes. It was just, yeah. it was sort of, it was an institution. Oh, and in sure. fact, so much so, Cam, that their sign is like a heritage sign type thing. Like, the city even yeah. agreed. Like, you know, like after when it just closed recently, they're like, well, what about the sign? And they actually agreed that, yeah, you know what? It's actually a part of Montreal's history, this sign. Like, it is. It's just this massive, like, neon. There's these, like, sort of naked angels. <laughs> like, super <Yeah>. sign. <laughs> so decadent. Like, it's just, like, this bright neon. It's like something out of Vegas. And uh, I remember, like, the downfall. Like, suddenly it was, like, the... The S was burnt out. You know what I mean? Like, if the letters yeah. started to get burnt out. Yeah, if they're not fixing the neon, it, they're done as yeah. an institution. You knew it was falling it, apart, right? Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't open as much, and 
Man, I remember they used to have like a deal with Penthouse Magazine. Like they, whoever was on the cover of Penthouse was like the feature there. Like it was big yeah. time, man. It was big time. But no, I knew, you know, the, you know, in Montreal, when the strip club industry is going downhill in Montreal, you know that it's a fading scene. Online stuff has killed strip clubs. No one really goes yeah. to strip clubs anymore. Like that's why these strip clubs, Cam, they're getting they get more into sort of the sports bar or sports like, bar, yeah, yeah, or like lounge and you know what I mean. It's not over the top like perverted strip clubs like before. Yeah, more like they don't more work. Like real. They're more like clubs now. They're more like well, like guys will just a get a hooker. Club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, guys don't want to get shaken down for three. Like in the old days, it was different. It was new, right? Like guys used to go with their paycheck out on Thursday and get a girl to dance for them. Like and, you know. Ooh, the girl sat on your lap, and you're giving her 500 bucks, and she'll be like, see you next Thursday when you get paid again, or in two weeks. People don't do that now, right? It's just, it's a different, yeah. it's a different, different, like, type of scene now. You know, like, with the bottle service and all that, and all that crap. Like, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not big on the strip clubs no. now either. I, I, I haven't been, like I said, I went once when I went with people, but I don't, I don't go myself out of my way to go. No, no, I, I got one buddy who's kind of, like addicted to it in, in a way like he goes all the time and drops money he's he used to go like every night i remember we'd go like drinking at his house and then he'd kick us out because he wanted to go to the strip club like he had a he had a real like it was an addiction though Marenzi. like i don't know how much money he dropped there but yeah he's even slowed down they are now, it so. is addictive yeah. it is yeah. no i'm telling he had, you like no, uh, he, had a, he had a real he had a real like it was an addiction like he talked to me about it. he's like i can't stop going to these places i'm like really he goes no i'm dead serious yeah. like that's what i do and the, like, okay because and the way it's you never bet, cheap. That's that's what I do. Oh no, he was he used to like borrow money from his father, his family. Yeah, it's like, never it got, cheap. It got to like, be a problem. It was a problem. Like the was, drinks, drinks in strip clubs are never cheap, right? Like, drink, so the drinks are expensive. He's a big dude too. He drank and, a lot. And then at some point, you're gonna you're gonna slip up, right? You might say no to twenty lap dances and twenty different chicks, but it's like a casino. They're gonna get you. Yeah. Like at some yeah. point, it's like oh. It's happened to me, man. Like, uh, even, like, in recent years. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're all hustlers. I know you're all hustlers. And lo and behold, man, I get roped in for one. Oh, there's 160 bucks gone in 22 minutes. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're good. They're, like, they should be politicians. Like, they're professional hustler strippers. They're gypsies. they're, They're gypsies. Yeah, and they know it's not just, oh, they're shaking their ass. Like, some of them know how to play people, right? Exactly. They're like, oh, this guy, this guy is, this guy's lonely. I'll, you know what I mean? Or this guy is like, this guy wants, you know, this guy's a sleazeball. I'll just sort of act more of this way. Like they're they're chameleons, right? They're sort of playing the role for a couple of minutes. Remember I told the great story. Uh, remember Ludzi told us the story about the um, the NHL GM dude. Oh, yeah. I thought she liked me. <laughs> yeah, Ludzi got a call. <laughs> He's the coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he got a call. And basically, it was like all hell was breaking loose at a strip club. And they were like, you got to get down here. They were like, the players are fighting. No one wants to pay bills. It's out of control, and they're, they're going to call the cops. And it's going to be on the news and stuff. Like, this is an NHL team. So they called the Wheaton, me and Cam know the head coach. And he's like, all right, all right, I'll be right down there. So the, <laughs> the coach, this poor bastard's got to get out of bed and hotel. He goes to the strip club. And, uh, you know, a couple of his young guys got in fights with the bouncers. It was a big thing. They, you know, they got in fights with the girls. It was like a big shit show. Uh, but the biggest problem was actually the GM. 
and the GM racked up like $13,000 or something. Like he ba- he basically sat there for like six hours with a chick in a VIP booth. And it wasn't cheap, man. And he didn't want to pay after. And they basically, because he was like $13,000, he thought he was being ripped off. And they explained yeah. to him, you're not getting ripped off, but if you don't pay, we're calling the police. So what are you going to do, man? They're, it's a professional hockey team. They, they don't want that yeah. embarrassment. So they're like, all right, all right. So they go into the emergency fund. They're, you know what I mean? They have sort of yeah. the emergency. And so Ludzik says to the guy after, basically, he's like, uh, he goes, what the hell are you thinking, man? $13,000. He goes, like, he goes, what are you like? What were you doing in there? And uh, Buddy says to him, he goes, I didn't know she was charging me. He goes, I thought she liked me. <laughs> he didn't know he was being charged. He I, I thought that the, the chick was interested and yeah, they hit it off. Like, he thought, like, they just hit it off. Like, yeah, like who goes into a strip club, into the VIP booth, and thinks that it's free and the chick just likes you? <laughs> Great point. Like, that's called being stunned. Like as yeah, person, she likes you like, so much. Yeah, yeah. She likes you so much, bro, that she just took the rest of the night off and sat there for five hours with you. Exactly. Thirteen. That was the line, though. Thirteen k. And the I way she... the way he told the story too, he's like, "I thought she liked me." Yeah, I know. It was so good. That's insane. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, she I liked you, all right. Like, yeah, because yeah, she, she made thirteen thousand yeah, dollars. She liked that wallet. Yeah, so that, that's called getting played. Yeah, the fact the fact of the matter is, like, if you actually like think that you're not going to get charged for this, like, you, you got to be pretty stunned as a person. Well, I should say it wasn't a GM; it was an exec. It was an executive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he it didn't really understand. But he, he didn't understand. He didn't understand. Ludzik had funny person. stories too. Like, oh, you know, like uh, Sebastian Bach of Skid Row. Um, he remember he had a brother that was a goalie. Yeah, Zach Burke. Yeah, Zach yeah. Burke. Yeah, he was on Tampa. I'll yeah. tell you the story on he the was, other side of, great of stuff. Steve Ludzik. Yep. Steve Ludzik not knowing who Sebastian Bach is, who this kid is, or just anything, and finding out, and Ludzik's reaction is just too good. Like, yeah. it's too funny. Game Time Decisions continues.